Hello, good afternoon. You're on the panel, RNZ National. Tell Guy Williams to get lost. <laughs> we will pronounce Wamaru and Timaru as we wish. Since when has he been the language police, says Kate. So, um, tell, yeah. tell Kate to, uh, to grow up. And it's embarrassing if a town can't pronounce its own name correctly. If you don't want to seem like a hick, hick town, you've got to, yeah, just wake up a little bit, please. Now, just raising this briefly, Michael Wood was approached 12 times by the Cabinet Office over his Auckland Airport shares, seeking to confirm he had divested or was in the process of divesting his shares. Uh, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins listed the 12 dates ranging from November 19, 2020 to March 27, 2023, when the Cabinet Office, quote unquote, sought to confirm whether he had divested the shareholding. I just quickly want to touch on that because I know that you're from politics, Heather. Mm. Is this good enough? Well, it's hard to know if it's his arrogance or his laziness that's tripped him up, really, in adhering to the rules. And it's a classic case, isn't it, of do as I say, not do as I do. And there does seem to be an emerging discipline lacking within the Labour caucus. So I guess it'll be off to the Privileges Committee for him. It's a, not a pleasant experience, but they're going to be busy. Michael Wood after Jan Tanetti. That was that. Hey, that was nice, Heather. You got a right hook into Labour right there. And this is indicative <laughs> of Labour, isn't this? It's, oh, it's rife. But um, can I ask you, is it is it common, like asking 12 times is a lot of times. Yeah, it is. is no, it? that's that's uncommon. Usually the party whips are onto this very quickly and um, he was resisting selling them. Um, there's definitely something wrong there. Yeah. All right, now the issue, uh, first up, the issue has, this issue has concerned parents and principals up and down the country. It might even be an issue in your home, vaping. From August, all vapes sold will need... Uh, removable or replaceable batteries, effectively banning disposable vapes. New vape shops cannot be set up within 300 metres of schools or marae. The government is outlawing uh, flavour names like strawberry jelly donut to make them less attractive to children. Announcing the changes yesterday, Minister of Health Ayesha Vero said too many teenagers were vaping and the restrictions would have a big impact on the number taking up the habit. Now, a recent survey by Ash NZ found daily vaping amongst 13 to 14 year olds had shot up by 209%. With us today is Associate Professor George Laking, uh, the Director of the Centre for Cancer Research at Auckland University, also chairs End Smoking New Zealand. Dr. Laking, kia ora. Kia ora. Now, okay, so school principals, many of them are concerned about the issue. What about you? How do you see this? So um, th- there's, uh, there's there's really two things to be concerned about. Uh, on the one hand, uh, there's uh, the, the problem of uh, smoking, uh, which accounts for 5,000 deaths uh, a year in New Zealand, wow. and where vaping has an important role uh, in, in people uh, moving away from smoking tobacco. Uh, but on the other hand, uh, there's the issue of uh, Vaping's increasing popularity amongst uh, young people, and uh, certainly uh, the prevalence of vaping amongst young people has, has gone up. And the minister's taking corrective action, uh, which which I, I support. I consider it to be proportionate uh, to the situation. Okay, let me uh, just a scenario for you before our panelists. If you had a teenager at school, Doctor Laking, would you prefer them to smoke? a Winfield Blue or a Rothmans Royal <laughs> or vape? 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I suppose the uh, the textbook answer to that is I prefer them to do neither very much. <laughs> yeah. However, uh, if uh, confronted with that choice, I mean, it's a bit like that uh, railway track problem, isn't it? Uh, I, I hands down, it's better for them to vape. Yeah, but but, but vaping still very dangerous. No, not especially. Uh, oh, to what? be honest. Uh, well. Yeah, um, so it's uh, actually been very hard uh, to pin down any appreciable what we call burden of disease or illness associated with vaping. Certainly, uh, there there are many indicators uh, that vaping is is not benign uh, for health. However, in terms of actually disease or illness as a result of vaping, it's been much harder to pin that down. Well, so, so you're saying, because I, I laughed in my friend's face when he told me he'd quit smoking and he'd taken up vaping, you're saying that is, that is an improvement? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh yes, oh yes, okay. very much so. Very okay, much okay so. but I, I see this being an epidemic across New Zealand, like so many young people are doing it. There's vape stores, like towns like Fielding, which is a tiny place. I counted four vape stores last time I was there, which is, seems outrageous for such a small town. Um, surely these these stepping in now seems way too late. Like the horse is bolted. Like vapes are already everywhere. Just banning them near schools in Madai seems like too little, too late, doesn't it? Well, I suppose it might seem that way. Uh, however, at the same time, we've got this pretty classical dilemma. We're quite a long way into the epidemic of tobacco smoking, which has got to the point where 5,000 people a year are dying from smoking tobacco, and vaping certainly has a role in people stopping smoking. And, uh, and, and we certainly don't have anything approaching that level of injury to health or death uh, so, uh, from vaping. All right, Heather Roy. Yeah, um, mostly my questions have been asked and answered, actually, but pro- prohibition, I mean, nothing is as tantalising to a teenager as being told you can't do something. <laughs> and I do, I do wonder about this approach. And honestly, government's sinking to the level of saying that strawberry jelly donut isn't acceptable, but barriers, you know, are there not bigger things to worry about? And look, the main concern, of course, is the health one. And it was really interesting to hear Dr Laking saying that actually it's hard to prove that there's anything wrong with vaping. So what exactly is the problem? So so, so there's certainly uh, many uh, studies at a cellular level uh, showing uh, adverse effects of inhaling... uh, vape uh, liquid uh, on, on, for example, the, the, the lining of the lungs. But my point is to actually follow this through to people actually becoming ill in the same way that they become ill from smoking or actually from other uh, respiratory uh, illnesses that are around, you know, bad air in towns, uh, mouldy houses uh, to live in, occupational dust. Vaping isn't actually causing that level of illness for people. I think a lot of people are actually quite shocked to hear you say this. I'm um, shocked. You know, because uh, people are really quite stunned to hear you uh, say this, uh, Dr. Laking. But um, looking at the Ministry of Health position statement on vaping, that says the evidence on vaping products indicates they carry much less risk than smoking cigarettes but are not risk-free. Um, and the ministry considers vaping products could disrupt inequities and contribute to smoke-free 2025. I want to pass by a statistic that you said. It shocked me so much. I just want to clarify that this is actually correct. Are you ready? Smoking ultimately kills at least half of the people who don't quit. Correct or not? Oh, 
absolutely. This is the thing that like has me perplexed. Uh, in, in, in the middle of the concern about vaping, uh, people just seem to have forgotten how incredibly bad for health smoking actually is. <laughs> so I've, I've always taken the point of view, uh, there's, there's, there's two things to be concerned about here death and illness from smoking and addiction, especially in young people from vaping. We'll begin, please, by fixing the thing that's causing death and illness, and uh, and we can certainly follow up and address uh, the addiction side of things in due course, but in the meantime, the idea is to strike some sort of a balance. Guy, I'm thinking back to the school. Uh, It was, I'm a bit older than you, but I can recall the time when, as a teenager, it was your Rothmans. It was your Winfields. The glory days. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I guess, um, Dr. Laking, is that part of progress that now we are, even though vaping is not without harm, we aren't talking about an increase in cigarette smoking amongst young. So, 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 so vaping's an improvement in that sense. They use this term harm reduction, considerably lower harm than, than smoking. And, uh, and, and it's very interesting to me, uh, the, the, the response uh, from you, uh, I think, you know, very legitimate perception, all vaping, uh, that doesn't sound good. Many people share this uh, perception, and, and that in itself uh, actually is, is, is a concern uh, that, that people somehow have become uh, scared about the idea of, of vaping and even think it uh, could be worse than smoking, when it absolutely is not worse than smoking. Now, finally, because we have had so much response about this, yeah. uh, as you can imagine, Dr. Can the rest Dr. of the Lake, show, let's the open show the lines, <laughs> call in. Where's our 0800 number? <laughs> um, what about the nicotine? What about the addiction uh, of vaping? Yeah, yeah. Well, nicotine is is certainly addictive. Uh, That's been an understanding about uh, tobacco. For a long time, they said people smoke tobacco because they're addicted to the nicotine, but they fall ill because of the the tar that's contained in the tobacco, which is not present inside vapes. So uh, it's it's not good to have a, a addiction. I think most people would would agree with that. However, uh, it, it is still possible to quit. It is still possible to come off nicotine and 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 and, uh, and put that behind you if 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 you're affected by that. Uh, so uh, it, it's 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 kind of a different category. Uh, I, I would suggest. Uh, from 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 a product that kills more than half the people who ultimately don't quit using it, which is what we have with tobacco. Do you have kids, and would you be happy with them vaping? Um, so it's kind, it's kind of personal, isn't it? Sorry, because I do have uh, kids, and I and I, I, I and 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 so I'm, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll reveal to the nation that that I, I I've I've had a kid who smoked and who switched to vaping, and I prefer. If, that uh, uh, kid of mine uh, would, would quit vaping, to be honest, but, I, but actually it was a big relief for me when they stopped smoking. I appreciate your time, Dr Laking, uh, and your honesty and your, uh, and your time for us on the panel. Thank you so much. That's Associate Professor George Laking, uh, Director of the Centre for Cancer Research at the University of Auckland. Bombshell. And I'm sorry there if I crossed the line by asking that personal question. I did not. I no, didn't mean any offence. Uh, it's 19 past four. Uh, the panel uh, ended with Guy Williams and Heather Roy. A sweeping review into the country's electoral system is recommending major changes to our electoral system. Voting age lowered to 16, party threshold to 3.5%. Less covered yesterday was a recommendation to extend voting rights to 
all prisoners, not just those sentenced to less than a three-year jail term. Those sentenced to less than three years in prison had their right to vote restored thanks to a law change that passed just ahead of the 2020 election. Now, over 3,500 votes were taken in New Zealand's prisons at the last election following that law change to allow some prisoners to vote. With us is Kelsey Lee from the organisation Just Speak, and they want transformative change in criminal justice. Kelsey, kia ora. Oh, kia ora. Thank you so much for having us on it's today. It's a pleasure, Kelsey. Extending the right to vote f- to all prisoners, not just those serving less than three years in jail. Why do you support that? Yeah, cool. Um, so we were really, I guess, to start off with, um, just, yeah, we were really pleased to see the recommendation from the independent review panel um, around the extension of pres- um, voting rights to all prisoners. Um, and why do we support this? Um, I think um, it comes down to what we want to see within our justice system, and that is a system which supports um, both accountability and also effective justice. Um, and so with that, um, what we've seen and um, what um, evidence um, suggests is that a ban on um, on voting for prisoners um, doesn't really serve a real purpose within a justice system um, that seeks to provide meaningful pathways for people to be able to build good lives, to connect and also be a part of their community. Okay. Um, yeah. Does this happen in other countries, do you know? Um, so I think... It definitely varies throughout. Like um, my understanding is that in Australia they have similar to us in that um, people can vote if they've had um, a sentence less than three years. Um, whereas Canada they can vote um, regardless. But I think what's more important here is um, actually is within New Zealand what are the values that we want to see within our democracy. Um, you know, in the previous years country we've definitely prided ourselves on having a history of universal suffrage um, but now we're one of the democracies that chooses to deprive um, certain groups of a basic right to vote and I think it's important um, when we're having this conversation that we do remember it's um, a fundamental right that is um, given to all New Zealanders Um, however at the moment we are disenfranchising a certain group of people. All right, Heather Roy. Yeah, um, well, I think that they should be able to vote. And I think that Andrew Little actually summed it up really well when he said, I think the punishment for a criminal who goes to prison is being imprisoned, not having the democratic right taken away from them. So I, I support the um, the suggested, the recommendation from the I, panel. I don't know. I, am I surprised by hearing you say that, Heather? I thought that you might... Uh have uh, not supported it. What about you, Guy? Oh, um, a lot of assumptions being made about my political views today, Wallace. No, yes, no, you're no, stereotyping no, Wallace. It's I, dangerous. I, I, no, I'm not. Watch me, the idiot, make a make a, a, a important question. Um, Kelsey, I was going to ask, why was the, why was voting rights taken away from prisoners? Was it just a political stunt, or do people have an actual argument on the other side? Um, I mean, I think often what's argued by people who do support the ban is that. Um, it has some sort of deterrence effect, you know, that um, by <laughs> a crime, therefore your vote is going to be removed. And I just think that um, we know that to not be true. I'm not sure that, um, you know, when people um, are committing harm, that their right to vote is necessarily the top of mind. So, um, yeah, <laughs> I, th- I think it is often, um, yeah. Well, I, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm expecting that many panel listeners, many in the panel family would say, well, hang on, some would say that voting 
is a privilege. It's not a right. Um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely an argument that is made too. Um, however, I think uh, just like we definitely strongly disagree with that, but also um, international law disagrees with that. Um, even in New Zealand, our Bill of Rights gives the right to vote to anyone who's over the age of 18. Um, that's regardless of their age, sex, class or belief. So um, while there is... You know, but a waiver, is there a moral, moral imperative here? I mean, when you go to prison, you lose the right to have uh, your right to freedom of movement. You lose your right to vote as well. Uh, that's what some would say. It's, 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 if, you've, you, you, if you've committed a serious, serious crime, why should you still be on the electoral roll? Yeah, um, I think definitely there are um, people that do think that, and I think that's when we have to return to the question around what do we want our justice system to achieve, and if that is rehabilitation, if that is you know um, reintegration into communities, then actually having a say and being able to participate in functions such as voting is a really important and integral part of that. It's often interesting to take things to an extreme too. So if you imagine a regime where all opposition was jailed without voice, um, you know, you, and you say, look, that couldn't happen. But actually, there are places in the world where that very thing is happening. Mm. Yeah, is great that the point. sort of society we want to live in? I don't yeah. think so. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I I think it's bizarre to think it would be a deterrent. I'm thinking of a, um, a a drug dealer on the on the run from the police, thinking I better not get caught, otherwise I'll lose my right to vote. Bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and look, if you looked at the US, people who um, who are guilty, found guilty of certain felonies, I'm not sure what the time is, probably three years, um, they are never allowed to vote again, even once they've been released from prison. It's crazy. It okay. is crazy. Yeah. So, Kelsey, because, so before this, right, all prisoners were removed from the mm. electoral roll completely, and they needed mm. to actually re-enroll once they left prison if they wished to vote. So needless to say, uh, as an organisation just speak you would not want to return to those times because I know there are some parties who actually would like to return to those days. Yeah, no, definitely not. And I think what that fails to sort of um, sort of address is that often, um, you know, people are actually part of communities. So when you're disenfranchising large proportions of, um, you know, or, yeah, large proportions of society by that, I mean, people in prison, um, actually that means that there's a communities that are going without um, having their voice included in conversations. You know, often people who are in prison have been failed in other aspects of their life, whether that's, you know, access to education or state care. Um, so, you know, we actually want these people to be able to contribute and have a say on what would ultimately um, reduce harm happening in society. Wonderful having you on, Kelsey. Thanks for taking the time. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's Kelsey Lee from the organisation Just Speaker on the news. Less covered yesterday in the sweeping changes uh, to electoral system. That is uh, a recommendation to extend voting rights to all prisoners. And both Guy Williams and Heather Roy uh, seemingly strongly agree on that. Uh, but I guess the text of the day must be this one. Uh, Wamaru steampunks furiously <laughs> puff on their vapes and smoulder in fury at the wise guy. Me just trying to tell them how to say their own town name correctly. Bring it on, man. Bring it on. Send me your hate mail. I love it.
<laughs> All right. Um, Kelsey is spot on. Uh, disenfranchisement uh, directly contradicts the New Zealand Bill of Rights. It needs to be fixed uh, ASAP. Uh, so, yeah, bit of response of that. 27 past four. I wanted to bring this up, though. Do you share your bank account with your partner or do you have a joint account? And what's the best for a relationship having to dip in to buy some shoes or what you have to ask your significant other. This was an issue that a listener wanted me to raise with the whole country. A bit of um, feedback here. We have a joint account for household expenses. Then we both get an equal allowance to our personal accounts so we can buy clothes and other personal items. Glennis says, as I said before, all I control all our finances, spending and investments. <laughs> my husband, he trusts me completely and that's the way it should be. Yeah, can Glennis look after my finance as well she sounds great i love it um hello there we do have joint accounts for almost everything generally any money is our money and major purchases are made consensually but each of us also has mad money money you can spend on things like books coffee clothes and hobbies mad money quote unquote can vary according to stage in life but a bit of guilt-free spending independence is absolutely vital for a happy relationship, says Rob. What do you make of that, uh, Heather? Well, that sounds very sensible to me. I think the both-and option is much better than the either-or. And it was one very good reason. My understanding is when uh, one of a couple dies, the um, everything is frozen until the will is sort of sorted. And so there's plenty of people who have been caught by not being able to take money out of a joint bank account when their um, husband or wife or partner dies. That's a good point. I've yeah. actually never shared a um, bank account with a partner, but I think it'd be it'd be terrifying to have someone watch all the weird stuff that I pay money for. You know, like the amount of money I spend on chewing gum would just be like outrageous. I don't want I, you. You need a little bit of privacy. I understand why you want to join it together, but a little bit of privacy would be nice. Uh, yeah, it's so so private. I think a separate account is the way to go. Isn't yeah, it, team? just 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 it's for a separate just account. for small things. Obviously, you don't go buy a car no, without no, the other no, one knowing. For major but. things, so a separate account, and then for your household expenses, Heather Roy, yes. a joint account is that the way to go? Do you yeah, think? Well, I, th- I think that makes good sense. But look, every relationship's different, and you have to do the right thing. I do worry about joint relationships and abusive. Situations where um, yeah. where one partner um, wields the the bank account over the other and makes life very difficult for them at times. Yeah, that's a really, that's actually a really good thought. Mm. I was just trying to have have fun with it, but yeah, you yeah. you really that was that's why you're the politician and I'm not. Oh, thanks. Um, and, and also quite a bit regarding Heather Roy saying, uh, should you should you not pay extortionist if you uh, if you uh, have a situation where ransomware is uh, put into your computer or what have you, you do not pay extortionists. It's a moral choice, but a practical decision. First, you may not get your data anyway. Second, they will be encouraged to strike again against others or even you says bob in glendean so yeah a lot of response on that and um a guy opened a can of worms he said he went to oamaru uh, and almost every single local he came across uh, pronounced it omaru yeah um guy is correct i'm a white pensioner and it saddens me when your uh, middle-aged arrogant people refuse to even <laughs> Assumptions here, guy. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. refused to even You've attempt got a fan guy. to yeah. pronounce Martin as correctly. That's the Yay. point. Yeah. Just emphasises the lack of respect Tangata Whenua deserve. Sometimes 
I wonder how far we've come from the dreadful days of the 1860s. We are, we are improving slowly. And, and Wallace actually pointed me back in my hometown of Nelson. I did not realise Atafai. I've always said it, Atawai. It just takes a little bit of effort. It's fun. It's fun to learn new skills, everyone. It doesn't have to be a fight. And it's also fun to argue with your neighbours at the supermarket as well. Get it on. Make a change. Like Michael Jackson, I'm looking at the man in the mirror. I, I'm sorry for quoting Michael Jackson. Good on you, guy. All right, you're on the... <laughs> My wheels okay. are coming off. Talk to someone else. Okay, we'll screw them back on in the, in the news, all right? We'll, we'll, we've got the world ready. We've got the, we've got the screwdriver. Uh, you're on the panel, RNZ National. It's time for headlines.